What is up, everybody? This is uh, Bob Bradley, author of Public Relations for Musicians and uh, your host for the podcast, uh, talking about the same thing. This is uh, something I put together o- over the, the week- holiday weekend for Thanksgiving to be a companion piece to my book that uh, helps artists learn about public relations and how they can do it themselves. And this chapter, uh, how the internet changed the PR game is the third chapter in the book and goes over what has evolved over the past, you know, 20 years or so where, you know, I say back in the day, you know, I'm almost 40 and I've had, you know, record deals and I've been lucky to go through both waves of media where things were dominated by print and things have moved obviously to the online sphere, which is totally insane. You know, I'm just always in the moment, you know, and sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like almost everything is online and I love a great print magazine and there's still so many of those out there. But, you know, compared to 10, 15, 20 years ago, it has completely changed. Now there are hundreds of thousands of websites, uh, thousands of music websites that are amazing and, you know, hundreds of those that can be considered the top source compared to, you know, 2004 when I was on the road and we'd stop at a Barnes and Noble or a record store and you'd look on the, the magazine shelf and maybe there's 10, 12, you know, 15 magazines dedicated to music that were, um, you know, the go-tos. And it's like if an artist was featured in that magazine, you know, in 2005, it was huge. You know, it's like there's only so much, uh, only so many pages in the magazine, A. Uh, some of that is advertisements, which is, you know, part of the political side of things with um, PR and advertising uh, compared to how things are now. Um, but today, it's there's no better time. There's no better opportunity for an artist to do their own PR, just like how there's no better time than now to do your own record because you can, you know, farm it out to a mixer that meets your budget, master on your own budget, record on your own terms, find a buddy, uh, there's so many ways to do it and make it sound amazing in your own budget. It's not controlled by the gatekeepers that are the big record labels, the the major producers that only had the most expensive gear. It's like everything is shrunk down and so much easier. And the PR world is kind of the same, especially for artists where um, you don't have to be signed to a major record label or a large independent record label to get in the magazine, to get on the website you just have to be good and you have to know how to sell yourself. So the thing with PR is that I stress is that, yes, it is sales. It is um, you know, a form of marketing that requires pitching. It requires convincing people that, hey, what I have to offer, whether it's my client or my own music, is worth your time. And of course, in, in the rules of sales, it's like a great relationship and having a great rapport with people is so important. So you know that hasn't changed. You know, a publicist who was doing work in the '80s or the '70s or the '90s. You know, it's it's the same art form of you know having a great sense of charisma, having a great Rolodex, having great uh, sales skills to sell what you have to offer, and using the politics of like being good to the people that you work with, so they'll want to keep working with you. And but that now transcends into the artists being able to do that themselves because there are so many great blogs out there. It's like not every artist is going to get in Rolling Stone. Like let's, let's be real here. There's only so much space on the site and they're very, very particular about who they feature, but that doesn't mean you can't get featured in 20, 30, 40 other sources that are 
reliable and respected by tens of thousands of people. So what the way things worked back then, um, at least from my perspective, is that say you had a, an alternative press magazine, which, you know, they would have you know, dozens of advertisements in that magazine. And I'm not saying that something is true or false, but if you ran an advertisement on behalf of a record label, you might just get a little bit more coverage for that artist. And, you know, I'm not saying people do payola. I think it's more of a uh, byproduct, a psychological byproduct of like, hey, you're scratching my back. We want to support you as any way as possible to make sure that we keep getting those advertisements. And as and I totally respect that. I don't really have a problem with that. That's just how the world works. Um, I know in radio, it's kind of a, a no-no and that whole payola working with you know, large agencies to get your music on the radio. And, you know, that's not my world. I know it's very, very niche, just like PR is very niche. But today, even with the print magazines, all the online blogs, it's like you just have to have great music because a lot of these people run these music blogs because they love it. They love finding great new music and they make money in other ways from running banner ads and things like that or maybe there's sponsored content or um, you know other creative ways that they make money. But if they're doing a review or an interview or a feature and they want to work with you, it's because they like you. They like your music that you're working at and they think that what you have to offer is cool. So if you're in the door, you know, it's great. You know, make sure you maintain that relationship and you're cool with them. So, but I, I just think it's a lot easier just because of uh, the internet dominating this platform of music coverage, you know, where it was kind of this new weird thing back in, you know, the early 2000s uh, to mid 2000s. And as iTunes started taking over and Spotify came into play, it's like the digital way was dominating and just it was evolving in real time. And, you know, unfortunately, it's a lot of the magazines, uh, some are doing well, but a lot of them have gone away. And it's, I look in retrospect, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, remember that magazine? That was great. And Or this column of a newspaper who used to cover, um, you know, I won't name names, but certain newspapers out there used to cover a lot more independent artists. But I don't think the independent artists necessarily bring in the big advertisers. So a lot of these newspapers have shifted to only cover you know, Pearl Jam or somebody major, which I completely understand. But, you know, with that format, with print, whether it's a newspaper or magazine, their priority is keeping the lights on and bringing in those advertisers and, of course, doing what they love, which is, you know, great journalism and coverage. But it's not 1995 or 2005 anymore, and they have to do what they can. So I completely respect that. But with a blog, the overhead is lower. A lot of these people are maybe doing it on the side and it's just as a passion project and all of a sudden it blows up and it becomes that next big website for music discovery. And it's great to ride that, you know, and make sure you get in with a lot of these blogs that are smaller from the get-go because you never know where they're going to go. You never know what you guys can do for each other. So I, I think the moral of that is like, if it's a small blog, be cool to them. If it's a large blog, be cool to them. It's this ecosystem. It's a industry and it's a family. You know what I mean? It's like music. Uh, people that are passionate about music want to support each other and we all have this role to play. And I have this unique position of being both an artist and a publicist. So I empathize for both sides and I understand how this business works. And just going through you know, the past two decades of being a young, ambitious musician and just trying to figure out 
how to market myself and seeing, you know, these magazines that I love uh, be the the portal for me to find new artists to now, you know, just pulling up a playlist and finding great new music. It, it's definitely changed, but the idea of media being a gatekeeper to promote your music has not changed. It's just the medium has changed. It's mostly online. And, you know, that changes the game, as the, the title of the chapter says, for publicists or people in your band or you as an artist to push your music. It's so much easier. And I almost think that, like, it's there's no excuse. It's like if you really want to get featured online and you don't have that budget for a big publicist, you know, learn the ways of PR and pitching and press releases. And because there's so many great websites out there and build that list of sites that mean something to you. And I really think that you'll have a lot of luck doing that. So um, I hope this is helpful. This is more of a, a brief chapter. So I'm going to call it on this one, but uh, check back next episode where I talk about uh, the story of the artist, which is also a really important point. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you uh, tuning in.